0: Hi everyone, this is Ricky Romero, founder and CEO of Inspirio Enterprises. Today we'll be continuing my mini-series on proven ways to immediately boost your enrollments without spending a dime, and obviously doing it compliantly. During my first part of the series, you would have heard me talk about five proven ways, which include the countdown campaign, call thon competition, enrolling graduates, video text messaging, and asking agencies for referrals. If you missed that, please go back to my post and you'll find it. Joining me today is my colleague and admissions training expert, Kathy Ubaletti. Let's get right into it.
1: Growing and converting more business isn't just about getting your name out there and trying to be everywhere. It's about building deeper relationships. The team at Insperio has been boosting brands like yours with the art and science of emotional and relational lead generation and sales strategies for over 14 years. If you want more business, better conversions and higher profits, keep listening. If you need immediate help, visit Inspirio.ai. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-I-O.ai.
0: Today we're gonna be going over five more proven ways to immediately boost enrollments without spending a dime. And the first of them is getting the word out. You can do that through many different techniques and one of my favorites is doing a text blast. Now if you don't have a text blast service, um, I can recommend a few to you, but one of them is called easy texting. And basically what you do is upload your list of phone numbers that you have And you can write your message, uh, try to keep it under 160 characters so it stays within the the boundaries of, you know, too big of a text message. And you also have to make sure that you have a text to stop message in there. That way, if somebody responds, stop, then you can take them off of your contact list. That's really important for compliance issues. Now one way that I ensure that I can text my contacts is by putting a disclaimer on your website under your lead form. So right before the submit button you put a disclaimer saying by filling out this form and clicking the submit button you give us permission to call you text you and email you. By having a disclaimer like that it'll ensure that you're doing everything Compliantly and legally.
1: Yes. When it comes to text blasts, it's so important to keep it short and simple. What I do, I would normally end my text messages by asking a question. And so it's something as simple as, hi, this is Kathy with Inspirio Institute. You requested information on one of our programs. Is that correct? So now it drives the prospect to have to answer your question and it opens a dialogue so you can continue with the conversation from there.
0: Now, another way to get the word out is by using GIFs. And if you don't know what a GIF is, it's an animated image. Sometimes it has a few words in there, but most of the time it's some sort of image that kind of repeats itself over and over again. And these are really fun. A lot of people are exploring them on the internet, but if you email a GIF or you text a GIF, it really does disrupt from the normal emails and texts that you might receive on a daily basis. So to your prospect, It's another way of like standing out and making your communication with them more memorable.
1: Also is a really good icebreaker. So you want to look for stuff like animals because, you know, animals is always the key to everyone's heart, but it breaks the ice and it gets them laughing. And now they start to see you as an individual other than just a regular caller.
0: What are some examples of gifts that you've done?
1: Well, when I'm trying to get in contact with a student, I have my favorite gift, which is this little boy wearing suspenders. He looks like he's about four years old. He has his hand on his chin and he's shaking his head. And he's basically saying, tsk, tisk tisk. still waiting on a response. And a lot of times when I've been reaching out to prospects and nobody responded, I sent that gif and all of a sudden I got a response almost immediately because one, it made them laugh. And two, it's like, okay, that's actually pretty funny. Let me respond to her. She seems pretty cool. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite ones. And another one with a dog shaking its head. That always gets them because it's super funny.
0: That's awesome.
1: Okay, people love pets.
0: Another technique for getting the word out is robocalling. By quickly getting your message out there through a robocall campaign, you can remind people that you're there. Keep your brand top of mind with them. You can use it to do open house reminders or orientation reminders. The robocall doesn't have to just be a sales thing. It could be also a way to get people to follow up on their application process. Another way to get the word out is flyering. Now, it's as simple as creating a flyer, printing a whole bunch of them, giving it to your team to go around town and posting them up on community boards. For example, you can go to your library or your laundromat, or you can go to a local coffee shop or restaurants that have community boards. There's a lot of places that you can really get the word out there. Have a flyer that has some sort of call to action on there. I like to have the flyers with the take one where you can just pull the the bottom tab and your phone number is already on there and they can call you back at a later time.
1: Another thing when it comes to flyering, you could also stop by local churches. A lot of churches are willing to add your flyer to their weekly bulletin And it kind of ties in with the street walking because I'll give you a perfect example. When I was working for Career Education Corporation in Long Island, myself and a couple of advisors, we drove to a heavily saturated area, a lot of small businesses and you know like um, barbershops and schools and supermarkets, and we had flyers that were in Spanish and English. And what we did, all we did was go from door to door. We parked our car at one end of the neighborhood and we walked the entire neighborhood, and all we did was stop by small businesses. And a lot of times when you tell them that it's about higher education, they're 100% open. And they allowed us to post these flyers. Some of them told us to take like the entire window, put as many as you want. Some of them requested that we leave some at the counter so that they can actually market us. But it was pretty cool because you get to see that a lot of the people in the community, they're really involved when it comes to higher education. And, you word, and the word is out there. So every time you have people that are shopping or just walking around, you'll see your school name blasted everywhere. So flyering and street walking is super important to growing schools.
0: So another tactic for boosting your enrollments is by calling and contacting your cancels from the past six months. Cancels are the group of people who applied to your school. They showed up, they came to a tour, and they applied, but they just didn't start classes yet. So what I like to do here is send them a personalized email, text, calls, even direct mail, maybe a direct mail from your campus president or your director of admissions, and remind them about their motivations and pains. So look at all of the notes that you took on them and remind them of why they wanted to apply to your school in the first place.
1: Absolutely, and when it comes to cancels, one of the most important things to do is to pull up their past history because keep in mind, sometimes you have students that may apply to your school and even though an NSLDS check is done the first time, sometimes that default status doesn't pop up until the following week. So then now they become a cancel or sometimes students have emergencies where they're not able to complete the program after the first or second modules. Third, you may have a student that may be on academic probation or after a couple of months of being in your school, they were dismissed for conduct so you want to make sure that you know every student's situation before you get on the phone with them because some of these students may not be allowed back in your school at the point in time or their financial aid status may not be cleared for them to come back so that's super important make sure that you pull the notes so that you have their prior situation but then like ricky was saying motivation and pain points why did you register in the first place why were you so excited has the situation changed let's get you back on board
0: Right. Great tips. Another tip here is that if you cannot get in touch with them because they're just not returning your calls, if on their application you ask for references or, you know, point of contacts or anything like that, you can reach out to those people and see if they can point you in the right direction to get in contact with your cancel. Another strategy for quickly boosting your enrollments is to contact your appointment no-shows for the past two months. Now, the definition here of an appointment no-show is anybody who scheduled an appointment with you and they just didn't show up. They most likely didn't even call to let you know they weren't going to show up. They were just a no-show. And the reason why you want to contact them no more really than two months is because any anywhere beyond two months, they've kind of forgotten about the whole experience with making that phone call with you and having that rapport with you. So if you call them within a two-month period, they're they're a lot fresher, and you're a lot fresher in their mind, and you can have more traction with them.
1: Also, when it comes to appointment no-shows, this is why we always say on the first call, make sure that your conversation is focused around them. What are they currently doing? What are you going through? What's making you want to make this change? Why are you looking for an upgrade? If you don't have that information on your first call, guess what, when you go to call a no-show, you don't even have anything to work with. If you are focusing your first call around all the information on the school, all you're doing is selling. But the reason why we always say to keep it about the student is because you're supposed to be gaining as much information as possible, not only to inspire and motivate them to start school, but in situations like this, When you have that point in time where you're calling no-shows, now you have something to go by. Now you can revisit their prior situation and ask them, so has the situation changed? You know, how's that boss treating you? I know that you weren't happy with that situation when I spoke to you a couple months ago. Let's get you back on track, super important. Focus that first call on them so that when you are calling those shows, you have something to work with so that you can re-inspire them.
0: And another tip here is during your first phone call, while you're setting your your initial appointment ask them if there are any obstacles preventing them from coming to your appointment they may say something like oh yeah my i may have to pick up my daughter at school or something like that well during that time that they give you the obstacle you can then come up with a solution with them to figure out maybe that time isn't a good time to schedule or maybe they can figure out a solution on somebody else picking up their daughter for them so they can still make your appointment going over the obstacles will ensure that you have a better show rate. But also, it may tell you when your appointment time comes up that, oh, I was expecting them possibly to not show because of this situation. And then, so when you give them a reminder call or a follow-up text or email or something like that, you can address that. The fourth way to boost your enrollments quickly is to call your leads from 12 months ago. Now, why 12 months ago? Well, the reason why we do this is because sometime last year exactly at this time this season or this month they had inquired with you and there may have been something that inspired them to contact you during that time well whatever that reason was it could actually be same reason that they need to start your school right now too so give them a call and don't just call one time and forget about them call a few times send them some emails send them some text messages remind them why they need to go back to school also if there's anything new going on at your school that wasn't going on 12 months ago, or or if you're experiencing a whole bunch of successes with your current students, then tell them about that too. They may have forgotten all the, the reasons why they should come to your school.
1: Exactly, and when you're talking about leads from 12 months ago, most likely they don't even remember who you are or even applying to your school. So what you can do is start your contact strategy all over again, and something as simple as calling twice the very first time remember the contact strategy when you're contacting a brand new lead you don't call them once to leave a voicemail you call them once let the phone ring out and then call them a second time because a lot of times the students don't recognize the number and it comes through a second time all of a sudden it creates concern like wait a minute is this a friend or a family member that's trying to contact me from a different number and that's how you get your contact rates to increase so at least from 12 months ago, most likely, it's kind of like starting all over again. So now you start your contact strategy from stretch as far as your calls three times a day, emails, text messages, and all different types of contacts. And remind them who you were and why they contacted you the first time, but then draw more energy, more information as far as, okay, so in the last year, you contacted us because you were interested at that point in time. What has been going on within the last year? you know, has the situation changed? Are you still looking for additional training? Are you happy where you are?
0: And the fifth way to boost your enrollment is to work with your financial aid department and look for people who were defaulters, but now they're out of default. Now, this only applies to schools that are Title IV eligible, but definitely work with your financial aid department. You don't want to mix duties when it comes to admissions and financial aid and ask them to see who might be out of default now and ask for that contact list. And they could be your leads. They could be applicants. They could even be graduates who you want to enroll into another program. Now, the benefit of doing this is that they're now eligible for financial aid. They probably still want to be coming to school. And in some cases with leads and applicants, they may have not been qualified to join your school at that time, but they were really excited to join, but then they found out that they were in default. So now that they did all this work to get out of default, it's a great time to inspire them to come to your school.
1: What's also so important about the defaulters, when you're calling them, make sure that your excitement level is at a 10. Because keep in mind, when students realize that they're in default and they start that repayment process that they go through a lot of times it's on auto payment and sometimes it's as low as five dollars a month sometimes students just automatically go into repayment they start working and they totally forget about it and they don't even realize that their six to nine months is up and they're out of default so that's really the call to make you know i know you weren't able to start at that time you know they're going to respond yeah because i was in default well guess what did you know that you're out you'll be surprised how many students have no clue how fast that time has passed, and now they have another opportunity to get their lives back on track.
0: Now, a warning to say here is that some of the applicants or graduates may not have been qualified to join your school, not just because of being in default, but also of academic standing. So just do a double check that they're in good academic standing before you contact them because you don't want to have an embarrassing situation there. (laughs) Absolutely. What? Bonus tip? Oh yeah. (laughs) So we have another bonus tip here. And this tip is really cool. Sometimes you just forget about this group, but high school graduates from last year. So I'm hoping that you're all collecting high school leads and you're categorizing them by their graduation year. Because let's say you get a junior, well, they're not gonna start your school until they graduate after being a senior. So it's a great idea to track their graduation year and call them a couple years later. Now, one thing to do here is when you do call them back, engage by asking what they're up to now. They may have not done anything. They may have started another school, but they just aren't happy with it. There's gonna be a lot of reasons why you can actually help them and you can inspire them to come to your school.
1: Now, when it comes to um, discussing programs that are more career focused, some of them may say, well, you know, my parents really wanted me to go to a four-year university. Or they can say, well, you know, they felt like going to get a degree would put me in a better place where I would be able to, you know, compare more and fit in with the competition. There's an easy way to twist that around without offending, you know, the prospect. You could easily say something like, well, that's awesome. You know, a lot of the high school students that came to us last year, they're about your age. And right now they're already graduated, they're working in their careers, they're certified, but guess what? They're still continuing their education in college. It kind of makes them think, wait a minute, all right, so I'm around that age group. Who said that I just had to go get a certification and start working and forget about college? I can kill two birds with one stone. I can get a quick certificate where I can get into my career, get certified, start working, making a living, feel independent, and then continue my education. And in a lot of careers, it's really good to go ahead and get that degree anyway, as an addition, so that you really measure up to the competition. But the good thing is, you're already working, you're already in your career, and you're continuing your education in school.
0: That's right. They're so young still, and they have so many career track opportunities by finishing your program quickly, getting into the workforce, and being able to use that as a stepping stone to the rest of their career. So that concludes our five more proven ways to immediately boost enrollments. If you want more information about Insperio and what we do, go to inspirio.ai. You can read what we're up to. And if you're interested, fill out the form or give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to talk with you. Also keep in mind that I will be doing one more post on this mini series called our top secret proven ways to immediately boost enrollments. You will not want to miss that one. These are the ones that we keep really close to our chest. And for the first time ever, Kathy and I are going to be sharing that with all of you. Have a great day and we'll talk to you later.